This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome back to the Creator Trade Podcast. Hope you guys had a wonderful week. Today, I have a very special guest, Tony Jeffers, uh, who is a popular a YouTube artist. He does a lot of videos on digital art, uh, iPad art, and Procreate. How are you doing today, Tony? Pretty good. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So how did you first get started into your illustration work? Uh, I feel like this is like the every artist's answer, but... You know, I've been drawing forever, um, but I guess when I started to take it seriously or think about it as a career path or you know something to put online was when I started going to art school. Um, and in that journey, I learned how to do digital art and how to add a discipline element to my work that was not there at all before because it was just fun. Um, and just sharing it online in the last few years has been really exciting, so... Yeah, that's one of the interesting things about art. It's always very fun to learn. I remember learning Procreate, but unless you really kind of keep at it, you're not going to get very far. Yeah, I think for me, early on, art was like a relaxing thing to do. So I would do it while I'm watching a movie or something like that. It kind of keeps it fun. Right. So... What was art school like? Oh, my gosh. Nothing like what I expected. (laughs) So uh, I went to an art school uh, from Indiana. So it was a lot of um, trying to apply what was realistic in Indiana as far as art career. So that was a lot of like uh, motion graphics, editing, animation type stuff. And I wanted to do illustrations and drawing and stuff like that. So that really wasn't the focus of the program, but still there was a lot of drawing and um, you get to like divvy into almost every side of their production industry, like uh, 3D animation, 2D animation, storyboarding, all that stuff. Um, So it was like getting thrown in the deep end because there's so many things uh, that you get to try and like you have like a safe space to learn everything. Um, so it was it was a lot to take in. It really showed me the things I liked and the things that I didn't like. So I'm grateful for that. And it also showed me like um, being a professional artist, it's work. Like it's not when you feel like drawing for fun, it's really work, very uh, tedious work. Right. Uh, the kind of thing where they say uh... – like Poe or another writer would uh, commit himself to writing a page a day or 50 words a day before he even went to for breakfast or anything like that. Yeah. And that's like, we, we had a project where we did, we had to draw a hundred skulls in different angles and you, it's like drawing is so much about observation and um, like what's intuitive to you. So the longer you do it, the more you draw, it just becomes second nature um, 
So that it's so important to take your emotions out of it. I think I've met so many artists and they're like, well, I didn't feel inspired to draw or like, I want to do this or, you know, I feel confined. But uh, as far as becoming a professional artist, you really just have to do, you know, what's in front of you. You don't get to be as creative, I guess, as I thought before stepping into it. That makes sense. Um, so the big two questions then that I'm sure a lot of people who get uh, into or who do art school are asked, um, do you recommend art school? And then secondly, do you think it's necessary to get a career in art? Um, I would almost say no for both. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the reason why is because I went through the experience. I think the art school that you select is so important. You need to make sure that it's a place that is going to dive into what you want to do. Um, because when it comes to the production side of it, if you want to like be a part of movies and stuff like that, and you're thinking, I want to do the characters, if they don't cover that type of stuff, you're kind of like, you're lost, you know? You just, you're out of that money. So I think it's important to find the right place. And it's really about the teachers you have too. Um, I would look at all of your resources online first. Right. And that's one of the biggest things, isn't it? Like I've actually been doing something kind of similar, um, not really art school, but I chose uh, just because I'm still learning a lot about this stuff, but I chose 12 subjects to dive into at the beginning of the year so that I could get into that. And you can almost learn, like I was able to learn Procreate really quickly. And you've seen, have you ever seen those like draw with me or paint with me videos? Like, yeah. There's a mm -hmm. kind of practice that you can get just doing stuff like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just about mileage. Like when I went into art school, as far as drawing, I was at a different place than some of the ones that were there because they were like, oh, art school is going to teach me these things. And I was like, I just love art. I can't wait to like learn more. Um, so in that way, I was kind of let down because I was like, dang, I thought, you know, I was going to be able to exercise some of my skills more um, or really get this deep uh, understanding. Um, and, and some classes did give me that. But most of the classes were geared towards uh, learning programs, skills, getting you a job in the industry that you would realistically get coming in. Um, so, yeah. Right. I guess. And that would also make it a little less necessary if you're planning on creating, like forging your own path as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, for me, I had terrible discipline when it came to art. I was very emotional, like, I just don't feel like drawing or like da 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 da. Um, so, art school for me, I think if you have a struggle with discipline, which there's so many, at least in my community, that are like, you know, I can't draw this good or like, how do I start or like trying to figure out information about the right tools to start, you just start, you know, and you figure it out as you go. Um, so, yeah. That's that's one of the nicest things about our modern society. Seriously, if there's a skill you want to learn, it's literally just reach out and learn it. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to go through the hard parts like, you know, drawing hands or if drawing like the face is hard for you or the body or whatever it is, you just have to get out there and do it. You know? Absolutely. 
So do you practice any other types of art other than illustration? Um, as I've kind of looked into different aspects, I found that kind of the viewing or the ideas that come from it kind of align a little bit with photography as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because when I went to art school, there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of different majors. So there was like fashion, there was graphic design, there was photography. And a lot of the, uh, you talk about composition, um, when you talk about like if you do clothing or uh, body language, like there's so many things that are important, like in photography too, portraying a message with a certain like expression, all that stuff really, you can apply it to art in so many ways. So there's a lot of crossover. I'm, right. I, I just find that stuff really interesting. Yeah, I, I, um, I have like a few different cameras that I have gotten over the years just for YouTube, but learning how to use those and figuring out lighting and stuff. I mean, that's, you can, you can draw a picture in so many different ways with different lighting. Like it's, it's really cool how you can draw the same picture and make it feel differently. So, so you said that you, um, you said in a recent video that you were originally inspired by comic books. What's your favorite? Yes. Uh, well, sorry, what was your question? What's your favorite superhero? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, no. This is hard. <laughs> What's my favorite? Uh, this is, well, if you watch that video, then you already know I like the X-Men. Like, that's my favorite, like, of all time. Um, but I'm trying to think on that team. I'm probably, uh, I think it's probably Rogue. Yeah, I think it's probably Rogue from the X-Men. Um, it's just cool. Like, she she can take anyone's powers, uh, but then she's also, like, has a thing where she doesn't want to hurt people. So, yeah, she has a cool character to me. There are so many flipping superheroes. It's all Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I could just, I could rattle off so many. Um, but I think I like, I think there's, like, a, not to make it deep, but rogue i like the phoenix i like those characters that like they have power under control like they like super powerful could destroy the world but it's like okay let me hold back you know <laughs> the the crazy side uh i don't know there's something about that that's cool to me so that reminds me of a quote that i heard um and it it said um you know what i'm just gonna skip over that because i can't remember it off the top of my head so is that a lot of your art style still? Do you still do a lot of comic style art? I, I think so. I think that has a, that's a big inspiration. I mean, comics, anime, all that stuff. I mean, growing up, there was like Dragon Ball Z was on Cartoon Network uh, at that time. Toonami was a big thing. Um, so when I was coming up, a lot of that stuff was, it was very accessible. Like Sailor Moon was on um so stuff like that um yeah it was it was very easy to find do you um what's your favorite anime then um i like guilty crown um and i like code geass um i think those are my my two favorite i i like uh there's one called freezing but it's kind of a lot but 
to me the the fight scenes are cool um i could do without some of the more extra stuff on there but but the fight scenes are cool to me and yeah have you ever tried um anime style art then like uh maybe not manga but like styled after different anime yeah um there's a actually i did i did a video about it um of one of my favorite artists is mark brooks and he has like an anime uh style um i did a picture of uh morgan from darkstalkers and i wanted to do it in his style um i mean i think a lot of the the artists that i'm inspired by have an anime inspiration but if you're talking about like you know, like Evangelion type of anime, like the big eyes and this like uh, square face and stuff like that. I haven't done anything like that. Well, and and that's one of the things I wasn't really referring to a, diff- a certain type of anime because there are so flipping many. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I think I like the mix, like the manga where it's like a Western and anime fusion type thing. Yeah. Uh, sort of, I haven't actually seen this one, but it, the way you're saying it kind of reminds me of like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I think a better one is I really liked Final Fantasy growing up. So um, I think that to me is like a melding of Western and, and European style that I really like. That's interesting. I <laughs> We can <laughs> dive in to flipping media for ages. I know we just we just opened up like so much stuff we could talk about now, <laughs> but yeah, that stuff it really inspires me, and I think you know different people like different stuff, but if i can I can look at like Final Fantasy or x men that type of stuff, or artists that I really like that have that style or kind of embody that feeling, and I just get inspired and I want to draw, I don't feel like you know, oh my gosh, they're so much better than me, I can't start, I just feel inspired so i think it's important to keep those things close inspiration not comparison yeah yeah and there's i think there's certain artists that just that do that for me and then there's there's some other ones that make me feel like i need to quit drawing but i think uh having having the ones that inspire me near me is is good yeah so I've actually noticed that a few of your videos tackle that point, the inspiration versus comparison angle. Is that something yeah. you feel like a lot of artists struggle with? Yeah. I mean, I, I work in the like uh, design field too. Like I do websites and graphic design. And I also, you know, obviously the art stuff. And I have found that with both. I mean, I've, I connect with uh, both communities and there's like this fear of like, this imposter syndrome, am I good enough? Like, is this as good as theirs? Will I be replaced? Even with AI now, like, will AI replace me? Um, So there's all of these insecurities that come up when it comes to art and it can be pretty vicious. Like uh, even having um, different communities on Instagram, sometimes uh, the whole reason of me creating those platforms was, outside of my personal brand was to have a platform for artists to share their work and for people to find the artist easily. But one thing I found is when I share some artist stuff and even like, it's very clear, it's their work. I make sure that it's clear that it's their work and I want to honor them. 
Um, they'll try to like destroy my account, get it taken down. You know, like they'll try to like put a strike on the account. So I don't, it's crazy. There's a weird uh, divide to me in the art community and design community where it's like people want their work to be out there, but then they're also like afraid of it being taken. And I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Um, that is such a big thing. It, it, it really is. It's a, it's a mark of how not paranoid, but how like, I guess insecure is yeah that classic problem of um, people not thinking that there's enough out there for them, but I'm, I shouldn't like not to judge anybody. I just think that that's something that humans in general uh, have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, my, I always try to come from a place of like appreciation and then sometimes, you know, you can be critical and be like, Oh, like they, what if they did this or whatever. Um, But that conversation is very, uh, it doesn't seem very welcomed in the art community. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting. (laughs) I might do a video about that at some point. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. Um, So when you post videos, do you put a, I can't remember the exact word, but do you put something on it that shows it's yours, like a signature or anything like that? No, I haven't done that. And I, I recommended other people to do that. But I think at this point, like, I, if people steal my work, they steal it. Like, I don't care. I do care. But, you know, most people are not, you know, stealing it and making like a, a business out of it where they're making like a few grand off your stuff. Um, I think with the internet, with the internet, that's kind of, you give it away in a, in a sense. Um, yeah. So I, I don't really stress about that type of stuff um, because sometimes people will put your work on like leggings or a t-shirt or whatever with the watermark. I've seen that. So I've, I haven't seen, well, I guess I don't really, I'm really bad at research. I, Oh, it's, it's crazy. Like I know uh, a, a big artist named Loish. Uh, she has kind of been one of the, pioneers i guess as far as digital art and banning a career she was one of the earliest ones to do that and uh she went on to work with uh, horizon zero dawn and doing like concept work and stuff so she's had a lot of cool uh, experiences in her career and she was talking about how artists have or people have taken her work and put it on books and put the books for sale um and just put their own title on it or uh, put it on leggings and stuff like that with the watermark. That is um, crazy. It's just, it's way too easy to build a shop and just sell stuff online to kind of stop it completely from happening. Right, yeah. And, and and there's even AI tools now that will remove watermarks completely. Yeah, and, and there's a debate, like, if it's... Uh, because it's not an exact duplicate is it art you know because i think there was someone that um first of all two examples of things that are crazy to me there was a person that put two canvases uh in an art show they were completely blank they had nothing on it it was just a white canvas as if they you know just bought it and put it on there i think they got like eighteen thousand dollars for two canvases of nothing (laughs) and 
you know, that's the thing about the art community. It's it's supposed to be a experience and it's like, you know, you can breathe into it whatever meaning you want. Um, and that's that's a funny side of the art world. Um, but then this other person, they won first place in a competition for AI art and they did prompts and it was beautiful, like the work that they did. But did they do the work? You know, they, you know, just did some prompts. So, yeah, it's it's fuzzy right now. Yeah, um, I think that there is a bit of art to that because you're still taking something from your head and bringing it in. But um, if you yeah. get a chance, if you're on Twitter, uh, you should check out Blind Chronicles. I had him on mm-hmm. the podcast a few episodes ago. He's a visually impaired artist and he uses mm-hmm. AI art for his NFT project. Oh, cool. Well, you know, there's an artist, I think his name is Dobby. Uh, I'm remembering from art history. This was like a, you know, this is like a millionaire and he never creates his art. Um, people make the art for him. He just kind of has the idea and he does like, he has this uh, installation where it's like big balloon looking art, but I think it's made out of like, made out of like steel. And I think he's also done like uh, porcelain toilets and stuff like that. And people, you know, pay a lot of money for that. Or there's a artist that tapes bananas on walls. I mean, it's just, and people pay, you know, 10 grand for just a banana with tape on it. So when you really start thinking about uh, the effort behind art and does it matter? Is it important? It's like different people have so many different definitions. It's kind of hard to keep up. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's just the thing. Um, when it comes to so so much of our life, our the way we see reality is reality in certain ways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, even like when you're having a conversation with someone, you can say, you know, pick that up. And they're like, are you mad at me? You know, like they add a whole nother layer to the conversation or like, are you sad? Are you okay? And people can hear different things, you know, out of what you're saying. So that's that's true too, yeah. We're really getting deep now. We're getting deep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bringing it back up to surface level. So you mentioned that this artist, I can't remember the name. You mentioned that she had uh, worked with Until Dawn on some concepts. What are your thoughts on uh, video game art? And then secondly, would you ever want your art like framed in a video game? So I actually, oh, so the game she worked on was Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. Yeah. So that one, uh, I think she did the concept work for the main character, which I don't play those games, but, you know, they look cool. Um, but yeah, so she was a big part of that. I when I came into uh, doing art, that was a big thing for me. I wanted to do concept art. Um, I wanted to do characters, create worlds. I wanted at that time to do Final Fantasy, but they have kind of changed things now. I'm kind of good on that, but they were a big inspiration. Um, I think that type of art is awesome. Um, yeah. I had a company reach out to me to do some work for their uh, game. Uh, at the time, I just, I didn't have the time, but yeah, I think that's cool. And if any companies, you know, are looking for someone to do some work, let's, let's talk. That'd be cool. Absolutely. I'll make sure and put all your links down in the description like I do with everybody. Awesome. All right. 
Well, I don't have any more questions for you, Tony. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about or promote before we finish up? Uh, not at this time. Not really. Um, you can check out the YouTube. It's my full name, T-O-N-Y-J-E-F-F-E-R-S, Tony Jeffers. And if you're a beginner artist or if you're in the middle of your career and you're trying to find new tools to use for your artwork, if you're working on the iPad, um, there's an art community there for you. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check out his channel. It's extremely informative. I didn't even Thank think you. ask you about your experience with Procreate and all that fun stuff, but maybe. Oh, yeah, we, we got way too philosophical in here. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it was cool, though. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much. And for everyone else listening, I will see you next Friday. I right, see you guys.